Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, hey! Party people, happy Saturday. This is the Sinner and the Saint. I'm Will Darkins. Across the glass is one Will Order. Yes, sir. <coughs> Will Squared. Hey, I, I have a question. I, I've been listening to that now for a really long time. My voice? No, no, no. The oh. uh, the intro. The last you know couple uh, of weekends. Yes. You've been gracious enough to let me in. And um, so what's what's the deal with the Lunchables and and the uh, the dance club? Oh, uh, where was that conversation? I think we were having a conversation about how why is it that at strip clubs and swingers clubs they have buffets. Well, that's how you get in the clientele. Right. No, I don't think that is. I don't think that if you're looking for, like, half-naked women or, you know, you're looking to have a good time with your buddies, like, I'm not going, like, okay, let me rephrase this. Let's okay. say there's two strip clubs, right? Yep. And There, there are two. Right. Yeah. In Portland, there's two, at least two. At least two. At least two. Now, in my opinion... They're all going to have alcohol, right? No, no. There, there. I know some of will, one. I know of won't. one for sure that does not have. Well, because you have to remember, Portland has things called juice bars, right. which are the exact same as your strip club, except it doesn't serve alcohol, so you can go in there at eighteen. Okay, I'm over eighteen and I can drink. So there's some strip clubs with alcohol. I'm going to assume, right? Yeah, because otherwise, I think there's probably going to be some issues. So. Let's say that both of them serve alcohol. Okay. Uh, there's not nothing else that you can like wave in front of me that will make me go out of my way to go to one than the other. Like the 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 decision at that point comes down to which one am I closer to? That's literally it. Which one? Which one is gonna save which one me on is the gas? closest? Yeah, I, that's it. I don't know. I I know that. Uh, well, maybe from experience, maybe not. Um, recent experience. A lot of people will make the decision based on which one stays open later. Oh, which one stays open later? Now, when was the last time you went to a uh, strip club? Last Friday. Last Friday? Last Friday. What are they like now? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would assume it's kind of the same. It's darker, so then you can't yeah. really tell anything. Um, are they still naked? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, very. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's one of those things. No, but, okay. Well, that's the isn't that like why people love Portland? Because it's one of the few that actually like they get naked. Uh, I don't think that's the exclusive reason. Though I would love it if somebody moved here just for that reason. Well, then isn't My that life the is pitch strippers. to James Harden? Oh, like, gosh. hey, buddy, come on over here. Like, not only do we have the most per capita, they yeah. are also naked. I got to tell you, you something. Basketball. If that is what the deal, because I famously, famously last week, 
They wrote about it in the Oregonian. I don't know Ooh. if you saw. They didn't. But I said last week that why wouldn't you take James Harden if he like showed some interest and you had the cap space to do it? Why wouldn't you just try? Because nothing yeah. else is working. No, 100%. Um, if those negotiations were hinging on him being like, all right, but I need access to like all the strip clubs. That's what I pull out. And I go, nope, no. Oh, I don't think I, your priorities aren't straight. Now, his priorities aren't straight to begin with, but now they're really not straight. Like, I know James is going to show up hungover to practice. Oh, yeah. Right? It's going to happen. It's fine. It's like the whole uh, last dance thing. You, you assume Dennis Rodman's going to show up to practice. Not 100%. He's going to be there game day, though. And He's so, going to play. Yeah. He's going to play at a high level. Oh, hell yeah. He's going to get you your 15, 20 boards. Like, it's going to happen. But practice, don't don't guarantee anything. Mm. With James Harden, yeah, if, if he's really looking at the strip clubs immediately, I'm thinking, like, all right, he's taking a paycheck, and he's going to Jay Cutler this. Just like, let me just gut this year out and get my guaranteed money. See, well, but he's already doing that, whether the strip clubs are there or not. And then... Do you remember what was it back when he was in Houston? Mm. They would literally release like ba- like how his averages would drop or raise based on whether it was a big strip club city or yeah. not. Where literally like you could predict if he was going to go out and have a good game or not whether he was at like yeah. if he was in Atlanta, you knew he was not playing well. Right. If he was out in Portland, you knew he was not playing well. Yeah. I I kind of I think that's endearing. I think it's funny. You think it's funny? See, I yeah. think it's funny because of the fact that, um, like, I, I I, can't imagine that level of athleticism. I know. To be fat, be clearly fat and out of shape yes. and party all the time and still go out and be uh, an MVP player. Yeah. Literally like, an MVP. Yeah. I, I don't, I can't really fathom that. Like, John Wall, uh, now not very good, but back in the day, Once incredibly was. good still lived like he does today. And mm-hmm. as we all know, as you continue to do the stuff you did in your 20s and your 30s, you start to become less good. Um, but the fact that he was still able to do that in his 20s and remain insanely athletic, that those are the athletes that I'll never understand. Yeah, like James Harden's one. Luka Doncic is another. Oh, where yeah. he, he just looks like he should be on a couch eating a ham sandwich somewhere. He's hitting hookahs and drinking beer before uh, the game, and then he's going to go put up a 30-point uh, triple-double. Ultimate YMCA player. Ultimate. Like, that dude comes to a pickup game, I'm getting his ass, and I'm putting him down in the post, and he can play point, too. I don't care. Yeah. It It is funny, though, because like we both have that collegiate experience where mm-hmm. we know a couple guys like this, where it was, hey, man, they you just had to get them in. Yeah. If you got him into practice, you mm-hmm. got him into the weight room, that was it. I remember there was a point where there was a, a player on our team where that was that was my job. When I was a young kid over at Central, it was, hey. Wait a minute, you, that was your job? Yes. What do you it, mean your job? Well, so we had the same lifting times. We lived in the same apartment complex. And so at one point, one of the coaches came up to me and was like, hey, Will, you got you to gotta make sure that he gets to these things. Oh, it's on yeah. you. You got to go out there and you pick him up. You take him back home. You make sure that he's at this. You call yeah. him whenever he needs it. You make sure he's there. And hey, you know what? That was his best quarter he had at Central. Uh, I got to tell you, if I was a coach in my 40s or 30s or anything and like I I like I had like a coming to JC moment about like what I'm doing with my life and that like one of my core tasks was to ask one 20 something to look after another 20 something i'd start reevaluating a little hey dude that's that's, I know. that's I, a real thing that's why we're I not coaching it. though yeah that's why we're not coaching yeah. because there comes a point where look you kind of have to kiss 18 to 20 year old ass yes you, oh you do oh yes and you kind of have to lie to them to yes. a degree you know you, you tell them all that they're the best and that you can't wait to get them in your program and then you get them in your program and you're like yeah you're like the last recruit that i had so yeah you can't get away with anything well i will tell you this uh local coach uh my former coach uh steve Corey over at lake oswego yeah um he uh if you're unfamiliar uh his father dick Corey was an incredible hall of fame coach not only in canada but in college and at one point uh he was coaching at pitt 
Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Coach Corey, Steve, uh, was the wide receivers coach there. And he probably, if he would have kept going along, obviously he would have, uh, you know. Been a, co- been a head coach. Sure, if he OC. went along the path, it would have rewarded him pretty handsomely down the line. Now, the guy's a business owner, and he does incredibly well for himself. So I don't think he really He doesn't have to that. kiss 18-year-old ass. Yes, exactly. But he, he referenced that because I remember having conversations with him to, uh, towards the end of my high school career there. They got a lot more... Um, open and a lot more uh on point about being an adult yeah um and i remember asking him like why did you leave college because in my head at 18 17 18 that in my head i was like dude why would you ever leave that that's, you're just doing football yeah, all that's the time the gig. That's great it's the gig baby you get paid a lot more as you move up whatever mm-hmm. and he said i think that as you grow up you'll start to understand that how you relate to people and how your day-to-day interactions in your work really do affect your life. And that piece of advice really only hit me in my late 20s as I started to reevaluate what I wanted to do with my career. Because it is very true. And that's why I mentioned this with what you told me. This coach would come up to you in your college career and say, hey, you got to get this uh, your roommate here, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. It wasn't just one. It was a lot. Right. If I was that coach as an adult man, 30s, 40s, whatever, and I started to recognize that that was the core of my interactions during my daily life, yeah, I'd start to kind of reevaluate a few things. I think that's why I kind of am who I am today because of the fact that I started to look at, you know, the the conversations I had each day with certain people, and I was like, I am going to go insane. If I keep doing this. Yes. Yes. There is a I'm lot. I'm going to go crazy. There is a lot built on it. Like I, I had a coach who had the joke of like, if if you don't go out and perform, my kids don't eat. Like that was a joke that he would throw around every once in a oh, while. Oh, I'm like, sure he's serious like about it. He, but that's the thing. Yeah. It was a joke, but every time it got said, it got a little quiet in the room because yeah. we all knew it was right. It hit and, more and more each time. And then- and then you think about it, and I, w- I was someone you didn't it, – it's not hard to get me to go to class, do the right thing. Like, my parents are teachers, so I grew up in that kind of environment of, like, school comes first. You know, it, it, it really isn't that hard. Sometimes, you know, hey, man, you're out a little bit n- late, but guess what? Your ass is still up, and you're in, you're in class. You might be tired. You might be sitting there with a coffee. You might be sitting there with a the C4 energy, but mm. you are in the building, and you are at least trying to pay attention. Same thing with weights. I was never one of those guys who could skip. But we're just talking about James Harden and mm. that type of player. Can you imagine how old are you right now? Mid-30s? No, I'm 30. You're 30? No, I'm lying. <laughs> I'm going to turn 35 next week. Okay, so literally <laughs> mid-30s. Can you imagine like whether your family eats or not is solely dependent on an 18-year-old James Harden? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, 100%. And, and there are a lot more worse than James Harden, mm-hmm. not just athletically, but also what they choose to do on and off the field. Yeah. So I remember when it got pitched to me of like, hey, come back and be a GA. And I was like, no, nah, there's no chance. Like the amount of money you're paying me. And yeah, like I just went from playing with these guys and I love a lot of them, but some of them I don't love and I don't want my paycheck to yeah. be based on them. And then it only gets younger and younger and younger. Yeah. Well, and you know, they say about football and basketball, obviously, that as you keep going up in levels, your love for the game has to be there in order to sustain that level to make it worth it. Oh yeah, dude. Like dudes that are playing in the NFL, like obviously you have to have the factor of being an athletic freak and very good at what you do. But there's also another factor in it, which is like, you have to absolutely be obsessed and love the game completely and throughout a really great example of this. of somebody who was able to just on talent alone, get to a higher level was Andrew Bynum. I don't know if you even remember him. I I remember Andrew yeah. Bynum. He was he was greatness in those uh what was it, 20, 2008 to yeah. like 2011 Lakers. The late odds, great. Great athlete. Awesome he was 7 1 about uh yeah. I w- I would predict a very large human being who was very good defensively and developed as an offensive interior threat. Mm-hmm. Really good. But 
I remember reading an article. Uh, I forget the publication about him when they did when he he finally left. Of him basically just saying like, I realized once I got to the pros that I just didn't like basketball anymore. And in my head, I was like, dude, how could you go to the NBA? Spend, I think he was there seven or eight years yes. doing something. A quality player. That you hate, which, by the way, it's the NBA. That means six to seven months out of the year, you're playing every day, if not every other day, mm-hmm. in front of people. So I just, I don't know. I, I It's interesting you tell me about that, that you uh, had been offered to be a GA and, and, and kind of were shirking from it. Because I kind of, no, I never got offered that because, you know. Uh, but, like. I think I kind of would have had the same attitude too, which is just like, I don't know if as I get older, I want my coworkers to be 18 year olds. I don't think I could right. do that. Right. Well, the the big thing for me was one, I I'd had some injuries at the end of my career. And so I already got that to mm. a degree. And for me, I've always been a person of like, if I'm going to do it, I better love it because I'm, yeah. I want to do that job and I want to stick with that job. Like you have to, like, if you really look at me deep down, my dad has taught at the school that he grew up going to, and he has taught there. He's now the oldest tenured employee at that school, right? Damn. So, for me, it's, like, I I know I want to be somewhere that, like, I can have a similar path to that, mm. and college football is not that. You got to bounce around, mm-hmm. and that's just something that didn't appeal to me, and then also... Like, just trying to get some, like, I know what idiot I was at 18. Hmm. And then just trying to build on that every single year. It just, it wasn't for me. Yeah. I'm with you, buddy. And so are you, fine listener, as we dive into the show. On today's show, uh, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL draft momentum. It's really just NFL free agency momentum leading up, of course, the big news that happened uh, yesterday. Uh, with the Bears and the Panthers. Big trade. Big trade. We'll talk about that uh, here in the next segment. Uh, we'll go over some of the other kind of players to watch for. One former Florida quarterback who I'm still kind of confused as to why he's getting so much attention, though I understand if you just look on paper why, but um, I've watched a couple of his games and uh, I don't get it. Uh, we'll also in hour two kind of go about the Seahawks and see kind of what options they have in the top five and uh, circle around some other topics as well. You'll see to the center of the saint right here on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. With Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right, let's get into some NFL news. I was going to cover the uh, the trade that did happen. Uh, well, yeah, it was a trade that did happen yesterday between the Bears and Carolina. 
Panthers. Uh, and I will just kind of dig into that uh, slightly here, though. There is uh, other breaking news in the NFL that uh, has to take precedence here. First, uh, so Friday, Bears agreed to trade number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. Panthers give them the uh, number nine pick, essentially just a pick swap. Uh, but they also got the number 61st pick, uh, a first-round pick in 2024, a second-round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore. Many among the league are calling this kind of a win-win in terms of how Carolina desperately needs a quarterback and has been trying for the better part of five years to even just fill that hole. So uh, I, I would tend to agree with that. I think everybody wins in this situation. Justin Fields gets a weapon. Ryan Poles, uh, GM for Chicago, making all the right moves right now and looking in the long term rather than just trying to kind of put band-aids over something, which is something you did see in the final years of the Jay Cutler era of Chicago. I know I'm kind of going back here, but that's really their last uh, foyer and greatness. And they tried to do that around Jay Cutler. It just didn't work. So they're kind of building ground up. I'm going to kind of veto. That's the wrong word from that. Uh, just for a moment, though, as there is breaking news in the NFL. Uh, now, Ortner over there gave me a different source, but I got another one. Connor Hughes of yep. SNY TV. Uh, he is reporting that a deal between the Packers and Jets is, quote unquote, essentially done. And that both sides are waiting for Rodgers to determine if he is even going to play in 2023. So basically what I'm hearing is we will find out what really is going to happen in about two months. Two months. Now, I doubt it will be that long. Do you with Aaron Rodgers? I do. Do you? I do. And uh, I do appreciate your skepticism because of the fact that this man is uh, just annoying. annoying and mentally scattered and just, you know. I don't know. He just is kind of, he's kind of a teenager. He's an attention. It's like dealing with 18 year olds. It is why I would not want to coach him. Uh, The reason I don't think it'll last too long is because of the fact that, um, excuse me, I coughed, um, is the reason because the jets are kind of in a sticky situation right now. And it benefited them immensely to be able to get somebody like Aaron Rodgers because They have a bunch of very young, talented players who are on cheap contracts, and especially on defense. Also, on offense, if you count Brees Hall for your running back, who's going to come back next season. And And Wilson. And Wilson, yeah. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, Who, you know, they're still going to be productive next season, and really the Jets are at a point where they're, you know, they're missing a quarterback. Uh, You know, Pat White was fine, but inconsistent. You know, Uh, what's-his-face from BYU, who I don't even Mike White. Or Mike White, right? Mike White. Pat See? White is the West Virginia QB. Well, maybe they can get Pat in. Well, he wasn't very good either. Oh, I love Pat White. Well, yeah, in college, <laughs> he was also so was Tavon Austin. Uh, Tavon Austin was very good. Not super good in, in the pros. But the reason I think the Jets will try to move on this as fast as possible and possibly put some pressure on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is the fact that uh, they need to get this done now because their options really are Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Derek mm-hmm. Carr has already signed with the Saints, which is something we'll talk about probably in the next segment. But the veteran quarterback, uh, I guess, carousel or or coffer is pretty dry at this point. It's Aaron Rodgers, and that's it. If they th- say Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy, that's a major step down. And it's not really going to execute on the type of talent they have now and to compete in a division where it's going to be pretty friggin' hard for them to even get in second place with somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo under center. So I think for them, they're going to say like, look, we're going to give you as much time as you quote unquote need. But yeah. at a certain point, we got to move on something because if Jimmy Garoppolo goes to, goes to another team, we're looking at another year of Mike white, or you got to make a big trade because you're going to have to trade, get up in the draft, but you don't want to do that because again, you're in an insanely advantageous point right now. Mm-hmm. Young players, cheap contracts, great defense, up-and-coming coach. You know, there's a lot going for you, and Aaron Rodgers is quite honestly the final piece of this yes. that can make you relevant again. The problem for me with Aaron Rodgers is I think he hit the cliff. 
I really, really do. When you look at the last season, now it could be because, you know, he had younger wide receivers and it, it wasn't his crew. Everyone's going to take a step back when you lose a receiver like Devontae Adams. But some of the decisions that he chose to make in big key moments, I didn't like. I thought that there were times where he was trying to fit balls into areas where normally he would be able to, and he couldn't this last year. And and some of it is like, it's hard because he won the MVP the year before. And so you could say, hey, you know what? He lost some receivers. He's got young receivers. They started developing and he playing better. He lost his offensive coordinator. It, exactly. And they started playing better as the season went on. He's only, what, 38, 39. You know, Brady was able to play well into 40, 44, right, before he yeah. hit the cliff. But is Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady? I really don't think so. And there does come a time where father time wins. He will eventually win. Now, there are some rule changes that let you elongate your career. You're not having to mm-hmm. take as many hits and stuff like that. But my fear is like when I saw what I saw last year from Aaron Rodgers, I feel like that's that's the cliff. He hit it and it's going to happen and it's going to happen fast and it's going to drop off. Because when you look at all these old time, big time QBs, look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was an MVP caliber player and then the next year got beat out by Brock Osweiler. Yay. Kind of did. So, you know, look at this year with Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady last year was an MVP caliber player. This year, nowhere near that. No. Brett Favre, someone one. that, you know, Aaron Rodgers yeah. followed behind. He was a top-level player, and then he wasn't, and it was immediate. So yeah. that's my fear with Aaron Rodgers, which I get Jimmy Garoppolo isn't someone that's going to be the difference between whether you win or not. Like, he he's... He would win you more games in New York, but he's probably not going to win you a Super Bowl. Like, I get yeah. he's that, uh-huh. but He'll I, get you I, to almost, the playoffs. I almost might make the argument he's the better option because mm. I I worry that the cliff has been hit with Rodgers. If it hasn't, then I'm I'm wrong, and you have a, you have a Super Bowl title team contender, mm. right? If, if I'm right, you really want Jimmy Garoppolo because it's not going to look much better than Zach Wilson. Right, and I think too, uh, you know, I, I think you make a good point in terms of just like, you know, hey, what if you get Aaron Rodgers from last season, and then you're stuck with him for, you know, I'm gonna guess like they'll sign him like two years or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, then you're kind of closing or at least par- partially shutting your window of having all these cheap young players that will then continue to play very well and most likely demand more money and then go different mm-hmm. places and then get the, cycle, mm-hmm. the cycle begins again. Right. Um, you know, the other intriguing part of this whole story is the fact that really there are only two more teams, uh, including the jets that um, conceivably are just kind of lost at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, it used to be Carolina was in there. That's not the case anymore. They traded up for the number one pick uh, Indy, might have been at that point, but now Indy is kind of looking to be able to draft a quarterback or maybe move some things around on draft day to go get a more veteran player. Uh, well, Texans, Indy, Texans will go get somebody. Right. Indy, Indy's kind of interesting for New York mm. because Indy is New York three years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I guess I should say New York is Indy three years mm-hmm. ago because we were talking about this like Indy can just go plug and play. They plugged in Rivers, plugged in Wentz, plugged in Matt Ryan, and everyone was like, look at how good they are. They're great on defense, young talent. They have a great O-line. They have a great running back. Well, look what happens if you don't plug that right guy in. So yeah. it this is a gigantic deal for the Jets. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. I just As no, soon as no, you no. said it, it clicked in my head, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. It's no. the same. The similarities are there, my friend. They're there. Well, we'll cover this a little bit more here coming up in the next segment. Uh, just to kind of reiterate, report coming up now from multiple uh, sources. Uh, apparently, the Packers and Jets deal that would send Aaron Rodgers to New York is quote-unquote essentially done, and that both sides are just waiting for Rodgers to determine if he even wants to play next season, which, um, well, I'll tell you what. Wouldn't that just be a great place to be in? Just... Uh, do I want to make $60 million yeah. or not? Do I, mm. Let's see. Do I want to make $60 million guaranteed or go live in my $110 million mansion in California and probably make a comparable amount of money over the next decade? And do a lot of ayahuasca yeah. and hit on really weird and chicks. keep dating really hot, weird chicks. Mm. Aaron Rodgers 
I'll tell you what. Living the life. He's living the life, but he he uh, he really embodies the point at which most heterosexual men feel in their lives, which is like at one point you date a weird chick. Except his whole life is you date but a weird. That's chick. it. Yeah. Well, here's he the thing. leaned in here, but here's the thing: he dated normal <laughs> girls. He did. And then he met Shailene Woodley yeah. or Danica Patrick. Broke up with him, whichever one you prefer. Oh, or oh. Olivia Munn, dude. Although Olivia Danica Munn's Patrick was the most stable thing in that guy's life. That woman is like the the epitome of mental health. I've heard interviews with her afterwards. She's awesome. She's great. And she talked about the relationship and she's like, yeah, it was fine. And, you know, we just kind of split and that was whatever. All the other ones that talk about this guy, they're like, that guy's insane. He's a crazy person. He's weird. I It was fine at first and then it's, stuff got weird. It's never good when the person who doesn't wear deodorant or only wears deodorant that they make themselves says you're the weird one. <laughs> All right, more on this and the draft coming up next. But first, let's get some news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hi there, Will Darkens here with you, Will Ortner across the glass for the Sinner and the Saint. We are talking a little bit of NFL draft action and some uh, free agency that's coming up here. In the next couple of weeks, uh, we got a little sidetracked by the breaking uh, news that comes out uh, about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Apparently, a deal is, quote-unquote, essentially done, though they're kind of waiting on him to see if he would like to come back for the 2023 season. Classic Rodgers. Classic Rodgers. Nothing guaranteed yet, but uh, looking very strongly that Aaron Rodgers will be playing in green in New York next season. Uh, but kind of looking towards some other quarterback situations that we got going on. We mentioned this at the beginning of the uh, first segment of today's show was that the bears made a massive splash move to trade up, uh, to the number one pick. They're basically doing a pick swap, uh, for the number nine, but, uh, a lot more. They also got the 61st pick first round pick of the 2024 draft. Second round picked in 2025 and receiver DJ Moore from the Carolina Panthers. This lets the Panthers now become uh, fully uh, in control of their own destiny in terms of a quarterback selection. I guess I see this as everybody wins because of the fact that the Panthers want a quarterback. Like, I don't think that's the issue with the Panthers, but I think everybody wins because of the fact that the Panthers for like five years now have been searching for a quarterback and can't find one. And now they have their choice and it doesn't even have to be a draft. Like no, you, you don't even have to draft somebody. That's the other part of all they this. They can trade out, and they're already yes. talking about wanting to trade out of it. Sure. They just knew that at the nine, they weren't going to have a chance at a quarterback. Yeah. And now they know Either we can go get our guy or we can trade back two spots, three sure. spots if we like somebody else. Go get more. It's, so yeah. it's gonna be so much fun, like just trying yeah. to figure out the draft. And <laughs> as a Seahawks fan, I'm excited because it's like, hey, you got one of the teams that was gonna get a that wasn't going to get a QB out of there, and that now puts the Seahawks at a good shot to get Anderson or to go get Carter. Okay. So here's what I want to kind of talk about is um Anthony Richardson, 
Um, terrifies me. Okay, I'm glad you say that. Terrifies so me. here are your quarterbacks that are realistically available in the top ten: it's Bryce Young, uh, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. Yep. Uh, there's others. Uh, people talk about Hendon Hooker being kind of like a, a dark horse. Uh, and Hooker was really good, especially in that Super offense. Good. His ACL yeah. injury scares me. Yeah, and he's very slight. He's, he doesn't have a gr- his arm strength isn't amazing mm-hmm. either. Like he's not going to be able to make all the throws. Now you yeah. don't necessarily need that. But coming off an injury, one good year was it just a good year? Was it just a blip on the radar? Yeah. I don't know. You know. Now Anthony Richardson is kind of a weird case because he goes to the combine. And he blows everybody completely out of the water with his performance. Athletic freak. Athletic freak. Uh, there was, I guess, enough there in the drills that it compensates. Uh, he wasn't, uh, you know, as good as, say, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud in terms of accuracy. I think mm-hmm. in terms of accuracy overall, C.J. Stroud's probably your best pick, which is why I think the Panthers have traded up to number one. I think they'll probably draft CJ Stroud because he's seasoned. He's had a lot of experience. You know, he was he was the starting quarterback for Ohio State day one as a freshman. Yeah. That yeah. that's that takes balls. And he's good. And and, and he's in good. the big he's moments he, he's showed up. Yeah. You don't have to have the uh the size issues that you do with Bryce Young, although a lot of people like Bryce Young up in that spot as well. Sure. And I think size isn't too too much a so, uh deal size anymore. Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, but Anthony Richardson, I think, scares the crap out of me if you're a lot of teams. But honestly, if you're the Seahawks, it kind of makes sense. And it y- makes sense. You're on this wave with uh, the Pete Carroll rumors for Anthony Richardson. Well, here's what I think. There's a reason you gave Geno Smith that amount of money over that many years. He's not the long-term solution. Nope. And if anybody wants to tell you otherwise, they're a bit delusional. And if you think that because they got into the playoffs last year, barely, thanks to the Lions, uh, with Geno behind center. At his ceiling. At his ceiling. At his ceiling. That was peak Geno. That a, is the best he will ever be. In a putrid division last year. Uh, yeah, it's it's not the case. So um, I think it makes sense that you would draft Anthony Richardson at the five spot because you're going to have Geno Smith there to kind of show him the ropes and let him develop for, you know, the next couple of years of what this contract uh, is listed at. Now I do know with, um, with Geno Smith's contract, I know there's an out in the last year that I, allows I think for them. There's an out from what Jordan and yeah. I were talking about yesterday uh, on the, on Danny and dusty. Yeah. I think you can get out after the first year yeah. and only it's like the first year is going to cost you like 28, 29, yeah. and then you can get out. So it's yeah. set up. You can get out at any point. It's it's one of those where like each year it gets higher and higher incentive wise yeah. based on his play. I mean, I think that there's a lot there, but you know, I, I don't know, man. I watched those games with him, and I will agree that he was very electric against Utah. And I think that's kind of when totally. he got on the scene. Like everybody noticed him after the Utah game, and you know. um, unrightfully i think utah was ranked in you know the top 10 or something at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season and i don't think they were there and i think that's really the only reason that he got so much attention is because he beat a team that initially was ranked in the top 10 which utah probably should have been more around the teens and so he gets all this attention from that and i began to watch more florida games because i go wow this guy really does have a lot of potential he has a little bit of cam newton in him in terms of mobility and balls to run Mm-hmm. Uh, built like Cam. Built like Cam. He's got a huge arm. But then I started to watch him just operate offense, and I was like, that guy is a long way off. Yeah. And I think the fact that he went out after last year, to me, was kind of like, you're taking a huge risk, man. Because mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day, you are a massive project. And unless you go to the perfect situation, which... Again, you could. The Seahawks is kind of a perfect situation for you. You're going to be with a coach who is notable for developing players 
uh, as he did in college when he was the head coach of USC for the better part of a decade. Yeah. That's the best situation you can get into. Now, if you for some reason get drafted by the Texans because they get uh, real attracted by the idea of having an athletic freak at quarterback, good luck and have a nice career collecting your hundred something thousand dollar checks as a backup, which isn't bad, by the way. Yeah. Uh, But there really isn't another situation in which you're going to have anything better if you are Anthony Richardson. It's the Seahawks or nothing. Because, again, you get to sit for as long as possible in a contract uh, with Geno Smith that, as you just mentioned, is structured to basically have an out at any point. My, here's my thing about Anthony Richardson, and it's why it scares the absolute crap out of me. Mm. When I look at Anthony Richardson, if you take him and he doesn't work out, everyone's going to say that you're a big, dumb, dumb, big moron. Why would you take this guy if you watched any of his games, he didn't pass the eye test. But if you don't take him and he goes out and he plays to the level of his potential that everyone thinks, then you're the big dum-dum that looked at Anthony Richardson and was like, I don't care about his measurables. He just scares the absolute crap out of me. And when people scare the absolute crap out of me, football players and women, I just stay away. (laughs) I always just, you know what? I don't want to deal with that. I want to go with the nice, safe Will Anderson. That's who I want. I want an edge rusher. Help help us finally get some kind of pass rush, something that we haven't had since Cliff Averill and uh, Michael Bennett were on the team, Frank Clark. Get, get, Get someone that you know what you're getting out of them a potential Heisman candidate or go with Jalen Clark. Although obviously like his personal off the field issues like that needs to do some more research. So right now I'm kind of reserving judgment on that, but Anthony Richardson is a big risk, big reward that is hitting on a 17 in blackjack is what it is, what I think it is. And so I, I don't know if I want any part of that. Your last three top 10 picks for the Seahawks. <clears throat> in franchise history, Curry, Charles Cross last season at Ooh, nine, very good, very good. Who's uh, yeah, showing good, showing good potential. Uh, Russell Kung, he was good when healthy, was very good when healthy. Yeah, and yes, the one you mentioned, and this is a top five pick. This was number four. Was Aaron Curry? That didn't work out. No, nope, um, he sucked. He sucked. But you know what? Um, I don't know. I respect people who go and pick linebackers or defensive players uh, in the top five because I think that a lot of the time it does work out. Uh, and it does set a good foundation. He and so, was one of the few that yeah. didn't work out in that draft. Yeah. So, so thanks, Mike. I don't know. Top five, I think, as the Seahawks, you can kind of go back to what you were doing, which is uh, playing it easy or playing it safe, or you can swing for the fences and see what Anthony Richardson's got. But coming up next, we are going to go do some good versus evil. That's here on The Sinner and the Saints, right here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the Saints shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Down by this terrible blow to a team that he's barely been able to play for. You know, it, I, I certainly felt the vibes in the league yesterday like, oh my gosh, this is a serious challenge to them. But I, I have to say, being around them and being in their locker room uh, a couple of nights ago after this happened, they're kind of chill about it. There's talking meatball sub Brian Windhorst. A report came out of the Arizona Republic this week that the Suns are concerned Kevin Durant might miss the rest of the regular season after slipping on the court and warm-ups during a game this week. And perhaps... Suffering a grade two left ankle sprain, Suns were 3-0 with Durant. They also beat OKC that night without him, easily. If Durant is out four to six weeks, as is being rumored, though some are now saying it's two to three, where does this leave the Suns? I think it leaves them back to where they were before they had Kevin Durant. A pretty good team, probably not a title contending team. And then it just depends on what he is when he comes back. Look, I don't know about you, but I've, I've had a lot of high ankle sprains. They're not that fun, and they hurt a lot, and they hurt all the dang time. So 
it really just depends on how bad is the ankle sprain. Can he come back? And then can he play at the level that he was playing at? Because if Kevin Durant's playing at the level he was playing at, that Phoenix Suns team is a legit title contender out of a very clogged up Western Conference. And if he can't, I don't know, maybe you got to get lucky and help a couple balls bounce your way or DeAndre Ayton finally starts performing the way he should be. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was terrible tonight. Um, I thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just the game up. There's Fred Van Vliet being amazing. The Raptors guard had some words about officials Wednesday night after Toronto was beaten by the Clippers, and Van Vliet was teed up along the way. He had a few choice words about official Ben Taylor calling him out by name, which is a massive no-no in the NBA. NBA eventually fined him 30K for the outburst. Do you see this type of rhetoric against officials increasing as time goes on and if fines are this low? And yes, I am saying this low because these people are multimillionaires. It, it is low to Fred VanVleet. Not low to you and I, but low to Fred VanVleet. Um, yes and no. I, I think that they're, like in life, there are always going to be people that blame the refs. There's always going to be that person that says the, the Eagles lost because KC got that holding call. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think just as many people that don't blame refs are never even going to mention a word about it. I don't have an issue if that's truly how he felt. And if you know you're going to get fined, go get fined. Take the fine on the chin and be okay with that. And that's exactly what he did. So I, I don't think it'll happen, but you never know. 100% I'm excited. Yes, it could be a Dallas Cowboys instead. I mean, um, um, always dream to be here. Um, now that I'm here, I don't expect to play for any other team. Uh, and now it's just about winning. Uh, so just trying to get that done. Um, and just to hear, obviously, you say in the front office, um, looking forward, forward to an extension. So when that time comes, it'll happen. Um, kind of uh, with Steven on it, it may just happen overnight. But uh, when it happens, it happens. It'll be great. There's a guy who's arguably just as good as Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, needing to get under the salary cap by next week. Dallas Cowboys created about $30 million in room on Friday by restructuring contracts of Prescott uh, and also Zach Martin. That's their right guard. Dallas was obviously pegged by about $18 million over the cap, but these moves do get them under and give them a little bit of wiggle room as they hit the free market. Who do they need to win an actual playoff game? And I know they won a, there's the air quotes, playoff game last year but an actual playoff game they beat old ass tom brady look here's the thing it's kind of the same thing we were just talking about with the chargers they have a bunch of dudes why is it not working well you got guys who have injuries you've got an o-line that's now that was once great now is old this team should be a lot better than they are or they're overvalued because they are the dallas cowboys i I think they should have enough to be able to win and go on deep runs. Maybe you sure up the defense a little bit, but if you're talking from a weapons standpoint offensively, Dak has everything he needs. He just needs to stop being Kirk Cousins 2.0. Agreed. All right. Time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from space. Ooh. Space. Space. What's going on in space? The final frontier. All right. Are you looking for a date at which you yes. can, uh, no, not that date. Oh. Hold on a second. A date at which you can, uh, predict that you'll no longer be here and you can start kind of just doing what you want up until that date. Oh, like I know when I die. Yeah. You know Do when I you're going to die, yeah, right? I don't really want to know when I die. Yeah. But wouldn't it be great? The last couple of years you could just. Just well, go all out. If go they're hard. like, hey, within the next five years, you're going to die. Yeah. But I don't know, because then I I would gamble a lot. I mean, yeah. Responsibly, but the last but... year, just apply for an insane amount of credit cards. Dude, and then yeah, at that point, then you can just live, live your life. the life. Who cares? You know? Eh, well, guess know. what? You might have that date. There's an asteroid known as 2023 WD. It was first discovered on February 26th. And according to the European Space Agency... It has now been added to the agency's risk list. It's a category of objects that could potentially have some kind of impact on Earth because of what scientists have seen so far. It's ranking on the list as number one. They predict it will hit Valentine's Day 2046. Oh, that's my back day. 
Don't you love those memes when people are like, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? Back. <laughs> I'm a true Back. belunker. Well, let's see. That's so 20 years. So I'm in my 40s. Yeah, you'll be in your 40s. I'll be uh, slumming in my 50s, early <laughs> 60s. Yeah. So I won't really have a whole lot. I mean, yeah. I should just start now. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't really believe any of this stuff because, like, oh, the Mayans said it's all going to end in 2012. No, it's not. Whatever. Right, but that's that's speculation. Okay, this is science. By then, we'll have space lasers. Isn't this what space force is for? Now, I'm glad that you bring up that argument because this is an argument that one Luke Anderson will give quite a lot uh, whenever I throw out because this does happen on this show a lot. I throw out end of world scenarios because I'm fascinated by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke's argument is always like, look, we'll figure it out when it comes. He, he's a, very he's reactionary. a, uh, yeah, he's a very U S government kind of guy, which is like, mm. kick the can down the road. We'll figure it out later. We'll get there. Yeah. What's that? Water's running out of Utah. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Just don't, don't focus on it right why now. Why don't they just turn on the faucet? <laughs> Fix some water issues. It is my contention though, that by 2046, I, I don't know if you will have a space laser that can destroy an asteroid that will blow us all up. Well, I'm not saying. Well, yeah, I don't know about Armageddon. that. I I don't know. I think I think they will. I think we've got all kinds of stuff in there. All right, but you never know. I would have thought that no one would be, ever be able to run onto the Capitol, but uh, January 6th proved me wrong. So. Yeah, that's it's quite true. Yeah, I thought there was laser. There was a laser grid all over the place, and the minute you step foot on the laser grid, would zap you and you'd be dead. <laughs> you'd turn into dust. I was wrong. Wrong, you were. But right, you will be. If you go to uh, this show segment's uh, sponsor, which is 808 Hawaiian Restaurant, the king of uh, Hawaiian food. I might be getting that tag wrong, but uh, head over to their website so you can get the real tag. That's 808-ATE-OH-ATE.com. Coming up next, more draft talk and a show note here on the Center of the Saints on 1080 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 